No yawning means it's time to podcast. Fish Quest. It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, and technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to succeed, to learn, and to listen to loud music. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hello there. <laughs> Mixing it up. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'm Rob Stenzinger. I'm the partner she's talking about. <laughs> tonight we are going to talk about summer projects. Kind of a little... Summer, summer projects. Summer projects. Yeah, I mean, kind of it's little... timeless. Though. I mean, we just have... Pro- this is what we're working on, right? Yeah, but I just thought we would cover some of the things we've been focused on this summer and kind of almost like a little mid-year goal check-in that's mm, after... Okay. After mid-year. Yeah, not um, quite. Q3 check again. Splitting the year in half. Yeah, close enough, though. Yeah. Because you know what? Life is like that sometimes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd say that's that's pretty fair, right? I mean, do you... To have a clockwork flow of every single thing, I think, I mean, I... Geez, even like the, the regular day-to-day routine... It's kind of, you know, anxious driving just a little bit, you know, when I, I like, I like goals, but like right. having a constant stream of deadlines is eh. <laughs> right. And in a real rigid structure to, mm-hmm. um, check-ins, I think that's something that we've learned with our kind of goal planning process is that you do have to have fluidity to it. And we've talked about this before on the, on the goal planning podcast mm-hmm. that, you know, we start it usually on New Year's, mm-hmm. but we've learned that if we try to like, you know, just strong arm it through that one night or that one day or or even over those two days, it can be really tense. And if we let ourselves have a little bit more time or, or be a little bit less attached to the deadline or the mm-hmm. timeline, then we, we tend to get a little bit better output. When it flows, it flows, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we trust, trusting the process, useful things have come out of it and whatnot, but uh, to be to be as strict about the timing, it's, it's has, um, I mean, that changed. We were, we've been doing that goal process since before we had kiddos. Oh, totally. And uh, it, you know, before then it was kiddos, easy. <laughs> it was a little easier to finish all in one day. And, but at the same time, it was a little more just stuff we cared about, and had out on the top of mind that day, right? Yeah, sometimes. I'm, you know, I'm not saying it was um, not, I don't just, not like it wasn't, oh, that it was just improvised and, and not not thorough or whatever. But like there there was, I think it's at least my goals on those, those older charts were more, um, like I may not have set up all the infrastructure in my life to try to make that thing come about where like when I put a goal down now, I think I have, even though it might be challenging to, to get done, I I just, I I feel more set up to make the the things happen. Wow. I just, I've been putting my all into it the whole time. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, well, good. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. You're inspiring, so no, I, now I finally do. Too. No, yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think um, we did used to have an easier time kind of getting them done over those two days. But you know what else I think? What's and this that? is this is important in my mind because I feel like when I said, you know, oh heck, we don't make ourselves get it done in those two days. If it lingers on, if we need more time, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think we can only do that though because we know we're going to hold each other accountable to getting it done within a reasonable time frame. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to kick it down the road for two months. That's true. We have a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, we trust ourselves and each other because it's, we've, we've finished it so many times before and it's just a matter of trying to do what makes sense given our current stuff that we're juggling. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, fair enough. And, I mean, I just think accountability is important. I mm-hmm. think actually doing the work is important. And like you said, setting yourself up to be able to be successful is really important. I guess in one way to put it, would be, I, I like to think of it as maybe discipline without severity. Um, because if you, if you have a lot of trust in yourself and who you're working with and um, 
you know that you are checking in and making the progress and things are coming together, this you don't have to be severe about it and say like, mm-hmm. well, <clears throat> all right, let's just throw a deadline down arbitrarily of, you know, five hours from now or whatever. Right, right, right. And uh, that's, I mean, if, if that were necessary, fine, but, but it's not. So it's... High five to us because it's not. Sure, it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry, phonetics are fun. So, uh, yeah, the it's okay. So, but I, I think it's okay. That's a good tool. Like, if you need that, that's fine, right? If you're like, yeah, well, I won't was, get it done if there's no deadline. Then fine, put it. Put. And there was a time when we did throw down a challenge. I mean, the creative challenge, right? It, that can be very useful. Adopt a severe constraint f- to help you um, respond and have a tight feedback loop and and all sorts of clarity because of it. So. You know, go for it. What'd you call that? What's that? Uh, Tight feedback loop? Creative challenge? Creative constraint? Constraint, yeah. Creative constraint. That sounds like something that maybe you've talked about before or you've thought through a little bit. No. (laughs) No, yeah. That was just right there off the top of your head. Uh, Constraints. Constraints are a thing that you deal with a lot as, I mean, I think everyone deals with them, right? What, What are you working around and with? to get to where you need to go with a, with a project or a creative effort or what have you and, and uh, design in the, in the disciplines of, you know, putting things in context with some kind of purpose, the kind of activities of design you deal with, hopefully being aware of, you know, part of the understanding the context for something is like, well, what, where are the limitations? What are the needs, the wants, preferences, yeah, where, yeah. you know, what makes something useful or not, usable or not? Those are constraints and they help a lot because it just, it informs, you know, building blocks. So were you joking with me? (laughs) And I just took the bait. No, no, I just, I feel like this is a topic that you've spent some time thinking about and talking about and and working through. So you just, you sounded like you had like something like pre-prepared there. I liked it. Totally not pre-prepared, but yeah, I just, just prepared. Pre-pre-prepared. Just prepared. Just prepared. So what are you working on this summer? Tell me about your summer projects. We're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about me. We're going to talk about the family. And then we'll talk about us as a couple. Okay. So. All right. So Stay in your lane. Stay in my lane. Um, <laughs> related to, I think I, I, I grew more details onto my goals as the year went on. Sure. Because I knew... I had a variety of things in progress as far as projects. And so I created sort of, um, um, I, I think of it as my, my, my project pipeline and there I'm only really actively working on the, the things that are right in the front, but I have an awareness or a roadmap of like what, um, you know, what's up next. And so preparing that was a, was a project and that sounds like just a really smart and wise thing to do, right? Because you tend to be somebody who's got a lot going on. <laughs> you got a lot going on in there, pal. You got a lot going on in there. <laughs> Fair enough. So, but to have that tool mm. that you can use daily, weekly, however you use it, just sounds really smart to me. Otherwise, you know, if you're poking uh, the bear, at, you know, on 10 different things, mm. you're going to wake up 10 angry bears. A lot of angry bears. And... That uh, I could feel kind of, kind of. I mean, anxious with, with the, the the unknown, the like, and haunted about. Well, these there's a, a you know ten ten bears I care about, and where are they? How are they feeling? Or whatever. My metaphor didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works. I mean, I, I mean, if it's the it it feels, um, it's it I. I feel a certain stress by having these things I want to accomplish, I want to bring about, yeah. but yeah. then having a lot of um, puzzle about the, you know, what to focus on next and which ones are, are nicely paused or um, or when to purposefully putter and explore and like be energized by them when I have some time to to just, you know, visit and think about and maybe, I don't know, nudge something but like it's not about without the expectation of of um 
of really, this is the thing that I'm going to accomplish. It's like mm-hmm. having a, a constructive way to, um, waste time to, yeah, exactly. I'm wasting time with stuff I care about wasting time. But so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this process has been really helpful for you to kind mm-hmm. of put your structure in place around yeah. your, your, what'd you call it? My project pipeline. Your project pipeline. Mm-hmm. So how's that going? Is um, that piece done? Like yeah, that part structure. that part has been working for me. I have a good enough process for now, and maybe that could be a topic in in the future or something, right? Um, and the the I recently did an experiment for the birthday of Guitar Fredder, in part because I forgot which birthday it was for Guitar Fredder. And oh, yeah. So Guitar Fredder is a game I made some number of years ago. I actually thought this is a big deal year. I need to do a huge sale. I'll do something I've never done before oh because God. so you, I, we had the year wrong, didn't we? Well, I fixed. I didn't. You know, before I actually did the did the sale and and published the messages about it and stuff. Do I you know, realized I've tried was, to calculate that like three times, and I'm like, I'm so confused. I swear it's it was this impossible, date. right? Obviously, it's impossible. the The game is younger than our oldest child. Our oldest child is not ten. So yeah. I thought it was the 10th birthday of this game, it, you know, whatever, which, which created this, this um, uh, big number yeah, excitement, fun th- right? And, and super fun thing. And so I thought, That's I'm going to put that on sale for free and whatnot. And, and um, I'm not going to talk numbers and stuff, but like I, I did and it got attention like to yeah, a really nice great. degree. And I thought, oh boy, this is encouraging. And so Guitar Fretter update got floated higher up. To the li- top of the list. That's top of true. the list. Yeah. Um, and it kind of so shares, exciting though. yeah, it kind of shares like the, at the, my, maybe the top of it, like my, my think of it as my workspace. Like it's, it's a prod, one of my top projects in my workspace. So, but, but I've got a few others going on yeah. that we'll, we'll talk about. And, um, yeah, so this, this has been interesting. I'm, I'm essentially porting guitar fretter from its technology it was running on into, um, the world of unity. So, yay. Nothing. Uh, the the Corona SDK is uh, I found well clearly it was really useful for a long time. Yeah, you've used it for a few things. And uh, yeah, there's. It, so if you're you're thinking about hey, what are you talking about? So when you when you decide to build a game or a piece of software, um, there's a lot lot of ways to go about it. And some folks, some companies, some teams create ways that are like little kits that maybe simplify focus you because they provide certain constraints and there it is again, maybe other benefits, creative too. constraints. Exactly. And unity has some big strengths because it, um, it lets you go to like you create something and then it runs like on an iPhone. It's not hard to then make it run on an Android device and, and et cetera. So in the, the list is really long. Like unity is a really nice place to make something that runs in a lot of play, like places, even like home game consoles, which I think would be a blast. Super fun to bring Guitar Fretter to. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's one of the things I'm working on. And, so that's uh, one that's of your one. summer projects yep. is getting Guitar Fretter um, ported. Yeah. To Unity. So porting a game means like, hey, it used to have this logic over here. That the 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 language is different. The environment is different. There's so yes, much you have different. You to rewrite some of the code. Totally. Yep. Got to rewrite it. And but but in a way, the prior game provides a blueprint. Yeah. Uh, and I have completely rewritten Guitar Fretter before. Yes. Yes, you have. Can I just say that? Yes. Um, I appreciate you explaining that to everyone. Uh, what porting a game means, because I have for all my years, until very very recently, thought that porting a game just meant save as mm. <laughs> i'm then, just gonna save as pdf <laughs> uh, apparently no that's not what porting a game means i'm sure a lot of listeners are groaning right now at my uh brilliance but um that was pretty funny when you and i had that conversation not not that long ago i'm like oh you're gonna port it like can i have that ready next week and you're like no it's gonna take a little bit more than a week <laughs> it's like really because i can just you know Hit the drop down. Mm. Yeah, we well, go ahead. Maybe you, yeah, maybe you got this. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll trade you. Or something. Awesome. So that sounds like a great couple summer projects. 
cool. Thanks. Tied to your what, goals. Yeah, absolutely. And so what, um, what, what about you? What are, what are your, um, yeah, my year is a little different this year and mm-hmm. my, um, kind of my summer projects are a little, a little different than kind of what I think I've done in the past. Cause I haven't done a lot of, um, like craft projects and mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff that I'm typically doing. I'm doing more, um, work in my head, mm-hmm. um, and, and developing things and creating things more, um, like electronically. Okay. So what big, does that mean? What, what, like what work um, in your head? Uh, is it, um, are you writing a book or something or? No, I'm not writing a book. Okay. I would have told you if I was writing a book. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> like, surprise. Yeah, I'm on chapter seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am working on, and we'll talk about this a little bit later when we talk about the the couple stuff and, and what we're doing together. But I am working on um, just the goal stuff that we have been doing and kind of some worksheets and journal pages and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So spending a lot of time practicing as well as trying to figure out what the right um, kind of journal prompts are for me and then uh, maybe sharing those a little bit more broadly. But I'm not there yet. I'm still working on it. Okay. So what I'm hearing, and also I know what's going on behind behind the scenes, is you're making a like some helpful journal products and you're testing them out. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean... I said that. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to really uh, shine a spotlight on that because... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've... So I've been in my head a lot. Yeah. Um, Both like doing reflection and planning Mm -hmm. and also kind of trying to bring these up and asking you a lot of questions and having you test things and I'm testing things and just, okay, work with these, you know, a few questions for a week and see how that feels. And then the other thing that is very interesting for me um, that I would say is definitely on my summer project and something I've been doing is I've been reading a lot of books, mm. which is on my goal list and um, has shown up on my goal list for many years and has many years I've, um, I don't usually get um, as much reading in as I want or I get, you know, I'll make a list of 10 books and I'll get through three or four of them. Yeah. Um, and this year I would say, uh, I'm just reading, reading, reading. And some of it's just physical books. Some of it's audio books. And I'm tearing through a lot of stuff, which has been really fun and really interesting. And I think it's helping me with some of the other um, introspective, creative stuff that I'm doing with the building journal uh, product. I Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Just uh, um, how much how much fiction versus nonfiction are you reading more um i typically tend to do a lot of nonfiction. i tip- typically tend to do a ton of like self-help books i just uh-huh. really enjoy them okay uh so whether it's a parenting book or just a plain old self-help book or mm-hmm. some some of them i'll do like more deep brain science and then others do what all caught categorize as like more pop psychology just mm-hmm. inspirational type writing mm-hmm. Uh, but this year I've been working hard to interject a lot of fiction as well. Mm-hmm. And I've liked that. And that's been really good for me um, because I can get a little overwhelmed with the other stuff. So, so well, what do you mean like overwhelmed as far as? I read too many parenting books and then I try to do like, okay, now I've got like these 17 strategies I have to implement tomorrow or I'm going to ruin my children. <laughs> No pressure, huh? Yeah, no pressure. And so, like, some of that is stuff that I've like, okay, dial it back. You know what resonates with you. Mm. That uh, let's see. So, lot, yeah, a lot of reading. What kind of? Uh, what are you? How do you, I don't know? How do you feel? Like, what are you doing with with the the reading? Is it sort of like just? Uh, getting getting through like a big specific list or, or like what drives like yeah filling um, your your reading queue two things well probably more than two things but i do start i do make a list every year of here are the books that i'd like to read but of course the new books come out or i learn about books that you know aren't even new but i learn about books you know throughout the year and mm-hmm have to work those into my queue. So partly I have a list and I'm working through those. Um, partly I joined the neighborhood book club, which mm. was like, um, 
kind of a stretch thing for me just from the standpoint of I'm busy and it's a little out of my comfort zone just because I don't know these people. But that's part of the point is I want to get to know a lot of these people in the neighborhood book club. So it's been really fun. And they read very different books than I would probably typically pick up myself off the shelf. So that's been kind of fun too. Hmm. Um, So that's driving it as well. And I'll tell you the other thing that's driving it is self-care and taking time for me and taking time to relax, which is something I'm not always um, great at. And that's another reason that I've interjected more fiction is like, you know what? It's time to just turn off all of the, I've got to be learning something or figuring something out and just enjoy a story. Mm. So it's good. Like mm. That's kind of the crux of my summer projects, I think. And I'm excited Hopefully. about the, the journal product as well that we're working on, or I'm working on and you're working on and we're working on. So... Mm-hmm. I'd call it a t- together project, but I know, but we're not to that part of the podcast yet. Oh, I know, we're breaking the format. I know. <laughs> I freaking made an outline for this. I well, you were gonna say I know, and then you're like, I had no idea you made an outline. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, no, it's fun. Um, it's it's sometimes there are, uh, I don't know, other connections in the structure of a topic. So so here we are. Yeah, I mean, you, you totally instigated it and all that kind of stuff. Cool. I'm not trying to, you know, grab a pile of credit. It just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I know you are, and that's so awesome. I, I really love that about you. Um, so. Thanks. And yeah, I mean, it's been, that's, that's a thing this, this year is that we've, we've had more creative projects together. Is that. Boy, uh, we'll have to do a podcast on that topic. Sure. Creative projects oh, together. Yeah. We've had some breakthroughs, I suppose, recently. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that earlier. Well. Okay. Will you write that down? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Please take a note for me. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to, to foreshadow that a little bit, it has been a year um, where we've worked on a ton of projects together, and we'll talk about some of that in a little bit. And it's it's not always easy for us, and we have really had some fun and some challenging times both. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I think we've had some pretty great breakthroughs with kind of how to work through some of those bigger challenges when you're uh, working on business stuff together. Yep. Collaboration is a big deal. All right. Let's talk though about the family and what the family summer project has been. Okay. We did some family goals when we were, um, putting together our goals at the beginning of the year. And so mm-hmm. they, you know, that's something else that we work on. And I think our family goals were really around um, connecting and having fun together. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to um, create memorable experiences and yes. and all that and, and trying to get everyone to sort of, you know, clarify. It's like, oh, there's a thing I would like to learn and let's capture what that is. Or a thing I'd like to try and yep. we'll, you know check in on that. Um, and then, so in the past we, we did do, uh, one of at least one art and science punks episode about teamwork and hustle, right? Yes. And so we've, um, really, you know, we basically, we paused that. Yep. It's, it was, it was going fine until it just, it just wasn't what was working anymore. Yeah. And so and that's we ter- thought, pretty normal development, right? Yeah. Because we actually did it with just our oldest for a while. Mm-hmm. And then we revised it and did it with both kids. And it worked really well for a while. And then it just wasn't working. Yeah. And, and the because it became a thing, like it's almost like the the system of feedback became like it's its own metagame distraction and stuff. Yeah. So, so we, we, we dialed it back and, and, uh, paused it and all that. But we, we, all of a sudden there was this thing that, well, came up recently. We mentioned fish quest, fish quest. And needs, some of the mechanics it, that too needs theme music. Fish. <laughs> well, you fish just did. quest. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, well, I mean, if we're, we, we could totally, you know, pull some copyright shenanigans and there's, uh, you know, the fish head song, right? 
fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish. And it's just fish quest. Fish quest, fish quest. quest. Roly poly fish quest. I was roly poly. I don't know what the heck you would say for that. Like, um, holy moly fish quest. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Nice. See impromptu design right there on the spot. Hey, so yeah, um, fish quest came and went. And it used some of the mechanics of teamwork and hustle mixed with um, some really, really cool stuff. I just have to say you did such a beautiful job putting this together. So let me just set the stage a little bit and then I want you to walk through how you put it together. The kids came to us and uh, for the 1800th time wanted a pet, but this time they wanted a fish. Mm -hmm. And specifically, they wanted a beta fish. And what was really interesting about the request is they wanted one that they would share. And they had thought through a lot of the challenges. Mm-hmm. Now, where did they get this crazy idea? Um, our youngest, who is five, in the she was in a summer program this summer. And the teacher brought a beta in. And the kids took turn um, each day feeding it. Mm-hmm. Their fish was named Finley. Mm. And so that's where this started. Um, But they had really thought through a lot of it. And so we were willing to entertain the idea of a singular beta that they shared. Like, what what two kids want to share something? It was kind of cool. And um, we said, however, dun, dun, dun. And then we said, fish quest, fish quest. Dun, <laughs> I know. Dun, finally, we had that had the song and all this <laughs> all these rules in our back pocket for for so many years, and then <laughs> finally, finally we're able to sing it. So it, um, yeah, and that their thoughtfulness and how they it was. I mean, honestly, they were thinking systemically about it. Yes, it wasn't just a transaction. It wasn't just. Um, it wasn't impulsive like it typically is. Life has no fish, then life has fish, <laughs> and life happy, right? Like it's if there's way more to it than that. So they had they were they showed they were thinking about it. So then I thought this opens up. This is a new this is a new day. This is a new time. This is not this hasn't happened before. Seize the opportunity. Let's go ahead and and explore this possibility. It's a low risk pet. It's a you know, the, it's a whole, they're thinking systemically about it, wanting to try the responsibility, et cetera. Um, yeah. So what, what, um, let me unpack what I thought would, would work for this. And, and, and so I came up with this little grid of, uh, a few rows and three columns. The columns are, so this, this is essentially the fish quest contract. Um, there are principles, there's a challenge to complete for every principle and then there's just tracking it. It's of like, well, did we get there? Mm-hmm. And uh, so principle one is hard work. And that is the um, uh, that was the, the idea chores, that, well, right? yeah, so like having a pet, it's going to take, it's going to take work, right? Yeah. Like you have to be willing to, to get out of your comfort, comfort zone, you know, um, fish poop in the water, all that, who knows? Um no, they do. Yeah, sure. They don't like <laughs> throw it out somehow or so, like do a bank shot and land in a plant. Right. And that'd be impressive. That would be. Um, I think our fish could do it. You think? I think we could litter train our fish. What's super funny is um, I remember like, so I know like we did cover some of this last time, right? So we don't have to go into excruciating detail. No. All right. Keep rolling. Like, then. Okay. So, um, all right. So hard work, responsibility. Uh, you have to be able to sustain this this effort and whatnot. Uh, thoughtfulness. Uh, it's important to um, really, you know, think things through in a specific way that you can you can revisit. And then sticking with it, you got to continue taking care of the pet. The pet doesn't like just suddenly uh, vanish when your whimsy just is like I'm off to the new thing. And then there's uh, the finances of it, in that the well fish you know the fish on its own doesn't pay for rent or whatever it's like someone has we have to we're not charging that fish rent no man freeloading fish man yep all right well a fish is sponsored right through through chores and effort and stuff so that fish is sponsored yep so anyway um and then there was a challenge to complete for each of these things so you living up to the principle and then 
then they're, you know, we, we tracked it. And, and uh, over the course of about 10 days, keeping, well, we did the teamwork and hustle style check-in yep. where you got to, you know. And we tracked it using those little, the teamwork and hustle charts, which was nice. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. I'll tell you a couple observations um, from my perspective. One of the challenge um, things that the kids had to do was to do something nice for each other every single day. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you our kids, they typically do. I mean, that's not that was not a stretch goal in my mind um, for them. But it was something we really wanted them to practice intentionality, to do something nice for your sister every single day. And... We would get to dinner time and say, okay, what's the something nice you did for your sister today? And it was really interesting to watch them progress through that because when we first started, the first couple of days, they had a really hard time thinking of something nice they had done for the other. And it was funny to me because I could sit there at the dinner table and I could rattle off probably three things each that I knew and mm-hmm. I witnessed firsthand that they did for each other. But it was just kind of that taking a minute to stop and reflect and to recall like their own personal genuine act of kindness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And something specific too. Yeah. And something Not specific. Not just that, oh, they were nice. I was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting to kind of watch them initially wrestle with mm-hmm. and then eventually really kind of get into um, where they would say, well, hey, I did this, and oh, I did this too, and oh, do you remember when I did that? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of a cool progression to watch, but also really interesting. And, you know, it's not like, okay, this is this is great science or anything, that the idea that, um, you know, we were able to set up a, set up a quest and, and then track it and all that kind of stuff. It's really, I mean, for the most part, I, I think it just, it shows... Um, you know, effort with care yes. over time. And so that, to me, that's, that's, uh, that's good enough. And yeah, so yep. Successful quest and all that stuff. And I know like we did share a lot of this last episode, so like we should probably, um, anyway, we've, you know, it's even said the name of the fish and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, then, Mo's a great fish. And, exactly. Um, he, he's still alive. Nice. Right. And it ended up being a he that's, you know, there was a whole yeah, they expectation wanted, that we would have found a, the, a female moon beta. Female half moon beta. Half moon, yeah. Instead nice. of we got a male, oh, um, hmm. oh, I can't remember his type now. Um, and I mean, that was just scarcity at the pet yeah, shop. Yeah, there was like three betas. It, it was like, wasn't like, yeah, okay. we changed our mind. It's, yeah, it's, it was. Um, that was funny too, because our oldest then started negotiating. Well, let's get one of these and then go drive over to another pet store and get the half moon. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But just in that case they don't one. have one, let's get the, yeah, there was exactly. like, we were like, nope. Fish in hand and then all of a sudden two fish. And yeah. Yeah. No one fish, two fish. So. So cool. So that, that was the family summer. It was big. And then what's funny is that led to um, the forming of a second quest. So a little different because um, fish quest had its ups and downs because it was a shared quest. And it was just, you know, it wasn't like a typical like teamwork and hustle where someone can complete it, someone may not. And it happens at a pace that it happens at for everybody. It's Mm -hmm. it's separate. It's not meant to be synchronized. And... um, yeah, so we're working on a, a a second quest, which is the family thing. It's just kind of sort of uh, getting ready for back to school, yeah, and uh, and and celebrating celebrating that at the end. There's not like a, a second fish that'll come out of this, but uh, essentially a little celebration. Yay! Mm-hmm. All right. So the last um, topic in my outline today yeah. before we jump into picks is as a couple, what has been our big summer project? Well. Um, I would say it's, it would be, uh, both going like essentially our coaching business. Yes, I would agree. And then that, that has involved a, um, a training program and, uh, literally setting up a new business. Yeah. So together. Yeah. So we are in the process of setting up a coaching business for, um, us to work with lots of different people. Maybe even some of you. 
Yeah, on on coaching and or, or your friends or family, right. what have you. Yeah. And by coaching, it's kind of the it's it's like the general skills of life coaching, but applied to like really specific things that like you know things that you're familiar with, things that I'm familiar yep. with. Um, for for you, what would you say that your focus is? So for me, my coaching uh, part of the business is focused around couples that um, so really caring, connected couples that have either one or both of the uh, partners have uh, like a home-based business. Mm -hmm. So it's really about kind of helping couples navigate or helping partners navigate that life where you've got your own individual interests, you've got your, you know, um, family, you've got all of the different things you want to do and accomplish and you're kind of trying to navigate that. And I find that couples like us who have one person or two that are, and it could be a home-based business or just even any kind of entrepreneurial business, um, that can add like a whole other layer of complexity. So it's really helping couples to sort that out, to push forward and to really achieve the goals that they each have and that they have together as a couple. And I think that's really the key piece is Mm -hmm. um, you've got your individual goals in your life, but you've also got goals as a couple. Um, So yeah, I'm kind of excited about it and that's that's where I'm headed and that's who I'm going to be working with. That's awesome. And I mean, it totally ties back to the product you're working on too. I d- yeah, it does. It ties, uh, well, it ties back to the multiple product products. Yes. yes. With goal setting for couples and, you know, that whole journal and reflection mm-hmm. piece for, um, for couples. Totally. We got two workshops that we're working on together. Yes. Right? And a workshop. Plus, yes. the, plus some supporting, you know, exactly. Some materials that I'm sure we'll make available somehow. Maybe it's like signing up for a mail list. Maybe it's, you know, if you don't want email from us, you know, some, some small download fee, whatever. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Or, or just, uh, who knows, right? We're still working on product development, right? It's just, it's, it's its own thing. So we, we've, we've got the, the course we're studying. We've got the business we we're, we've set it up each of our specialties, the, um, some overlap and collaboration in the business with, Absolutely. Yeah, with, with workshops. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, stay tuned as far as I, I expect September and October are going to have a lot of news and updates. Yes, from us on I that. hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and also as far as my specialty. Yeah. I was just going to ask um, you to share that. It's, uh, so I'm doing like creative growth, pro- creative process and, and like product co-creation coaching for product designers and makers. Nice. I didn't read that. <laughs> I totally read that. So it, it, yeah, specializing with is, is, uh, I don't, it's really important. I've, um, I've got a lot of experience with helping, um, in spaces of lots of ambiguity, that's like when I'm working in a big, when I have worked in large organizations, it typically has to do with, we're doing this new thing and you seem to be someone who can help us with new things. And then, and, and that's what I do. I right. learn what they need to do. And whether that's like setting up design systems or helping with, you know, designing, you know, new systems and new spaces, like early in my career, um, content management systems and identity, identity management, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and to like, go, you know, that in large institutions to then, to then like the entire time for like 25 years of my whole career, I've, I've also done side projects and right. with all sorts of different levels of, of success in there. And, and then, uh, yeah, so I have, um, I have an ear with experience, but not prescription to, to be like, well, things that work for me, who knows? Uh, but I'm here to help with, uh, coaching and maybe a little consulting if needed, as far as I'm not going to, um, some of, some of my coaching sessions, it comes up, you know, question, like I'll have a, um, you know, someone on the other side of the the conversation say, I know you did this. What did you, I'm not going to withhold and yeah, I'll happily share encouragement via stories and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of it's all about, uh, you know, designing and making things and that could be on your teams in your organization or just what you're doing on the side. Yeah. So we wanted to share that with the art and science punks community. So thanks for, um, kind of coming along with us on this journey is obviously we're still working on and honing kind of our business and our 
focus and agenda and I guess messaging. Mm -hmm. At least I feel like I don't have all my messaging kind of locked down, but you guys, uh, should we tell them the soft, soft launch work in progress they can check out? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> As I, uh, yeah. So, uh, if you go to, you combine our last names, right? So shields Stenzinger, right? It's really long. Dot com. Yeah. There you go. If you go to shieldstenzinger.com. You can see, um, the website and actually you can even sign up for a discovery session, a free no charge discovery session where we would, um, either myself or Robbie would be on the phone with you for like, go oh, half an hour, just kind of talking through, um, and giving you some guidance and direction around kind of like what coaching is like and, mm -hmm. and what work we could do together. And again, that's no charge to you at all. If you're even just curious about, uh, connecting with us in that way, mm -hmm. you can check that out on the website and sign up for a free discovery session. Yeah, right on. Yeah, what is keeping you up at night about the things that you're trying to make? Yeah. And uh, let's talk about it. Well, that's a big project. And so that that that's like a whole package of projects. Yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> Lots going All on right. for that. But I so it's kind of like, I, I look at that's like my main, that's like I'm putting a lot of my time into that. It's almost, it's, it's in like, you know how, I don't know, some businesses like Google or whatever, different companies have, you know, you do your main gig and then you have your 10% time. So I kind of, that's, that's like kind of my split or 20% time, whatever mm -hmm. between that and, and the other stuff. Sure. Like, like guitar fritter. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. It's keeping us busy. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It is very fun. Well, I think we should jump to picks. Awesome. What kind of picks do we have today? We've, oh, well, I mean, an art pick and a science pick, you right? You got it. We got an art pick and a science pick. It's the name of the show. All right. I have an art pick. You have an art pick. I do. What do you have? So my art pick tonight is actually a YouTube channel um, from PBS that I'm kind of excited about. And I will say I have not checked, um, have not spent a lot of time. I haven't watched several episodes yet, but what I've seen I really like. And it's called The Art Assignment mm -hmm. um, by PBS. And um, there are, you know, several, there's tons of episodes and it's kind of a little bit of art history. So it's going to teach you about, they're 15 minute episodes typically, um, about different artists. And so it's going to talk about, you know, Jackson Pollock. It's going to talk about different artists through time, but it's got more contemporary artists as well as, you know, some of the more famous hysterical, hysterical, <laughs> <laughs> like the uh, really funny like, artists. Yeah. Comedian, stand-up comics. No, historical, like Vincent Van Gogh and Salvador Dali and that type of thing. Um, what if they were stand-up portrait artists or stand-up where they just, they were making jokes as they painted. Oh my gosh. You, you invented a thing. I invented, I did not. Um, so it looks like a really, like there's several really cool um, episodes that I really want to, really want to check out. Like there's one called love the art, hate the artist. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Lots of problematic. Lots uh, of folk. stuff going on there. Um, what art tells us, what art tells us about gender? Um, should art be publicly funded? Like these are different titles of different episodes on the YouTube channel, YouTube channel. So, nice. uh, there's some really neat stuff. So the art assignment from PBS is my art pick for tonight. And Super we'll put fun. a link to it obviously in the show notes. Right on. So yeah, I'll be curious if how, how, uh, family friendly those different episodes are, you know, or if close enough or whatever is, is fine. But, uh, they they had this that's some they have some clickbait titles here and there sprinkled in there, but it's PBS, so it can't be too crazy, right? Right. Well, um, yeah. So I have a science pick. And Yay! That worked out. <laughs> we take turns. That's the trick. Um, okay. So in my Twitter feed, follow lots of artists, follow lots of scientists, follow people who are you know hybrid art and science folks. And, um, this person, uh, Janelle Shane just came across something that, that, uh, that, uh, she found interesting that is like kind of an older NASA story okay. from like 2012. Oh, wow. And, that is older. And it's, well, you know what? It, it, it's kind of funny where like photo photos of planets and stars and all that stuff can, are, can be, you know, pretty timeless in a way and it's not not like there's a like a bad expiration date on, on a lot of these things or an aggressive expiration date where it's like yeah that ooh, that 
you know, pictures of that galaxy. Right. Are, Understood. <laughs> Understood. Tell us about it. Because uh, I thought about that too. I'm like, uh, is this, is this a good science pick? It's like, you know, seven years old, the story, right? Yep. But yep. I'm like, you know what? I'd, so anyway, it's still I, relevant. Yeah, exactly. And so you're, that's I, funny. I had that reaction. I shared that with you. So, um, this, um, let's see. So she tweets, uh, somehow I never knew someone had illustrated, uh, the, uh, the way the Milky Way and Andromeda, the, the collision they're having until I saw it on the big screen. And, uh, then I followed the link and it's, there's an article about us, how essentially our galaxy and Andromeda is, you know, there will be a head on collision at some point. Thankfully, that point isn't that soon. It's like four say. billion years. And I thought, well, okay, four billion years, that's pretty good news. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay you know, with that. I, I prefer more, you know, more years than less and uh, closer to in, infinite than not. But then I thought, well, wait a minute. The sun's going to explode at some point, too. Oh, sure. So, yeah, good old soul is, um, you know, our the, you know, the star, you know, binding our, our little Yes, uh, I'm familiar system. with it. Yeah, oh, sure, we've met. Um, and uh, so the, our sun will go red giant in 5 billion years. Oh, but we will already have... But I remember, I think there's a higher number. I think there's way more billion years as far as like the whole, all the life cycles of the sun, right? Because there's uh-huh. red giant and then, you know, supernova and then it'll collapse and, and, and be a white dwarf and whatever at some point. I, and... The white wizard. <laughs> right. It becomes Saruman. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So I'm like, well, okay. That's an interesting difference there. It's like, well, we got like a, like an, an extra billion years there of, of, well, uh, but in 4 billion years, we're going to smash into another galaxy. Ex- and yes. then a billion years after that, the sun's going to go red giant. Red giant. And then it gobbles up the earth. Yes. Well, the Earth is going to already have been gobbled by smashing into the. But we're dealing with the uh, immense, vast space that the objects will, in this article and the simulations, they do not collide. The galaxies collide. The the sure. stars get rearranged. But yeah, that's going to wreak havoc um, on my star chart. If it, evidently the solar, our solar system will be just sort of relocated and be further out in this, in the, in the galaxy. I know, but you know forms. how weird it gets when there's like a full moon. Can you imagine what would happen when this go when this happens? Yeah. I imagine like, it's going to get way here. So I'll just watch this animation on speedo. And by the way, and then there's another one who shows up, right? The triangulum galaxy is all like, Hey, what's up guys? And starts getting nice. into the mix. And so wham, then, uh, depending on the simulation, um, it took like a left turn. Yeah. So the triangulum galaxy has a chance of meeting the Milky Way first, but in most simulations, it um, it doesn't. So then, in about four billion years, then there's the first collision, and then there's sort of like this this ebb and flow of the of the galaxies colliding over a couple more billion years until they stabilize into one new larger galaxy. Very cool. Yeah. That's a cool video. It's a cool video. And it's in the article that I will link to in the show notes. I love this. And it's like seven years old, but, but it's still, still it, pretty mind-blowing. So it's, now it's 3,900,000. I know, just in time, right? Yeah. I'm glad I brought it to our audience. That's right. Everybody prepare. Get some canned goods. <laughs> no, you should be good. I mean, it's going to be a weird show, but yeah, we'll be fine. I think that just the um, emotional response of uh, of the humans while this is happening. I mean, Mercury goes into retrograde and everybody gets a little wook Yeah, but that's our backyard, I suppose. I mean, things are going to look, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to look different. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited, but I won't be here. Yeah, I don't think we will be, but. Unless we can do that freezing thing. Yeah, who we knows? We should research that. Sure. Okay. I think that maybe we leave it right there on that note. Excellent. Cryogenics. Cryogenics. We need a cryogenic sponsor. (laughs) Get right on that. 
Well, I think that that wraps us up for today. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our Art and Science Punks community. Robbie, where can the people find us online? Well, on Instagram, we are Art and Science Punks. And so, you know, that's a that's a place on the social networks where you can go check check out what we post. Kate posts some fun stuff there from time to time. Uh, and on Twitter, which always gets our updates for the podcast. They, they show up automatically when we do a publish. Uh, we're on Twitter. We are Art Science Punks. There's no and. And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm. We are also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. And thanks to everybody who's been out there rating and commenting. Um, you can reach me at our Art and Science Punks Instagram page, as Rob mentioned, or I am Kate Stenzinger on Instagram. Well, and I am on Instagram as well as Rob Stenzinger. Nice. Keep building, making, and sharing and preparing for the galaxy to smash into the other galaxy, but not actually hit It's more like a shuffle. Shuffle. Thank you. Shuffling cards. Be prepared for the galaxy to shuffle with the other galaxy. Doing the galaxy shuffle. Doing the galaxy shuffle. What's that song? We haven't written that one yet. I can't think of it, but, um, yeah, what's, what's a sh- there, uh, Galaxy, maybe it's like a boozy shuffle. Hope we've entertained you tonight. <laughs> How many times were you on the podcast tonight, Kitty Pie? Yeah, a fair amount. She gets picked up. It's quiet, so it's for people who are really listening, headphones, what have you. Oh, sure. Yeah. You're not going to give, you're not going to say anything funny for the end of the show? No, I'm not going to say anything funny at all. I smell like limes.